in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, we have a um, an older audience, and that's fantastic, by the way. And I appreciate you so much, especially the callers when you... Some of you have amazing observations and insights, and uh, if you watch the TV show, I often, you you may hear what you say reflected on the air. I love this conversation, and uh, you have wisdom, you have experience, and maybe uh, you have a granddaughter or a niece or a daughter or whatever, a young woman in your life, and I'm talking about from the age of 14 to 55 can't believe it's that old, but it probably is. Have you seen this smut on Instagram? Instagram. (laughs) You, too, can be a porn star. Uh, You, too, can marry a billionaire. You can't. But that's the illusion. That seems to be uh, what everyone's trying to do. See, these college-educated women flaunting like they're in Penthouse magazine. Flaunting it. Strutting it. I mean, it's obscene, quite frankly. It is obscene. It's gross. It's demeaning. I, I, do I sound like a prude? I don't care. I have seen it all. I have done it all, all right? As an adult, and you know what? Behind closed doors, but to put it on your, basically, to wear it on your forehead, all right? Social media seems to be more important to people than their their actual physical brick-and-mortar lives. That's what it's all about? They think they're going to marry the quarterback for the, uh, the what, the Giants or something like that? Is that? I think that's what it's all about. Actually, you'd be surprised. Some of the stuff that I have found out in recent weeks, the scheming, the hunting for celebrity, wealthy men, uh, famous men, the stalking that happens. Um, and that's, it's a, it, you remember the personal ads in New York Magazine, like, you know, in the back, you know, a single white female looking for a single white male, single white male looking for a single white female, no fatties. Remember that? Well, that was more the village voice, but um, this stuff was done like on the back page and now it's done. <laughs> and I guess we can thank the Kardashians for it. Are these people paid Russian agents or paid Chinese agents? They have ripped this country. They have, it's rotting from within, by the way. It really is. The idea that you don't need any talent, you don't need any skill, you don't need any, you don't even need to be fit, you don't even need to be attractive, you need to be obscene, and somehow you can be a millionaire or a billionaire. You can't. That's the real, tra- well, that's, that's one of the many tragedies here. You can't. The odds, no. It, you're not going to be. And I know you guys know this. You're not talking to you, but I just can't believe some of the stuff I continue to see. And regular people, normal people. And I don't think they realize how it stifles their life, how it limits their life. You think they're living free? This one, you know, wearing, I I think she's wearing, you've heard of a string bikini. She's literally wearing um, string, like, like a rope, rope covering her breasts. Just, just two ropes coming down over the front. And then some sort of rope in the middle. Um, is it attractive? Sure. In some contexts. I, 
quite frankly, with all that's on my mind and well, I got going, I don't want to see it, but it's right there. But it's damaging to her. It's beyond damaging, I believe, and they're wasting so much time doing stuff that they cannot profit from. Their only hope is to uh, get some jerk to notice them. But guess what? That jerk is noticing a lot. <laughs> monogamy. Monogamy. Wow. That's, uh, is that long for this world? Poor single people, all the lonely people out there. It's tough, and it's getting tougher. It really is. And God, I mean, people and their faith, when is this ever discussed or shared? You see that Pew poll? At one point in this country, 90% of the people identified as Christians. We're on our way to becoming a minority Christian country. And one of the many reasons for that, besides the decadence of social media that surrounds us and all that garbage, um, we've been shamed and we feel inhibited from talking about this. Uh, you don't want to offend anybody, but then you just want to keep your head down. And I don't know. And quite frankly, a lot of us, we don't have a relationship with, uh, the big man, with God, with Jesus. And it's, well, this world is so rich and it's, there's no, no limits. And oh boy, that's responsibility that you're so oh God, who needs any of that? I don't know. Look, something I saw something from somebody I actually know, and I just, oh boy, do I blame the Kardashians? Do I blame parents? Do I blame big tech? Do I, or is it all on that one individual? That I don't know. I don't know. Do you know anybody like that? Where am I going to go with my children? Oh boy, I feel like going. What's a little island somewhere? Saint Helena? Is that an island still in the Atlantic Ocean? Should I homeschool them in the Atlantic, in the South Atlantic? Maybe that's an option. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Gosh, going up. Can you imagine this? Going to private school in New York City? What are they going to be? I've seen movies about private school in New York City. What's that dumb television show? Gossip Girls, right? They all seem pretty nasty and mean to me. How do I protect them? How do I? Oh, I don't know. I'm actually feeling pretty good, but this, I, I that... And the desire for followers. You realize no one makes any money on social media. Nobody makes any money. There are 10 people who make money, and the rest make pennies, if that. You too. It's just like that stupid Barbizon commercial from 1974. Do you want to be a model or just look like one? Enroll in Barbizon. And they give you courses with, you know, walking around with a book on your head. Um... We are rotting from within, and we're under siege from without. This, I've never been totally caught up with immigration. For one reason, I lived in a border town for a long time, Yuma, Arizona. And there was peaceful coexistence, you might say. It was right next to Mexico. In fact, part of Yuma was actually south of Mexico. You go north and you enter the country of Mexico. It's kind of interesting, geographically speaking. And I lived in Yuma for four years, and I just never found it to be a you know an issue. But that's a long excuse me time ago, and there ain't no border anymore, and it's on purpose. It is on purpose. Joe Biden the other day, lecturing all of us, telling ghost stories, called it the American Horror Story. They tell me I can't question the November twenty twenty election. 
Even Republicans, even conservatives I know, don't talk about that. You can't look back. You got to look forward. You got to look forward. No, you can't talk about November 2020. Did I ever tell you about the guy who plagiarized off of me? There was a very prominent person in the media world who, um, this is a, a long time ago, but I'll never forget it, um, stole my written work. Stole it. Stole it. Used it as his own. And I couldn't believe it. I got him red-handed, by the way. And I wanted to turn the individual in. And people in my kitchen cabinet, you know, told me, don't do that. Don't be a rat. People call them rats because a rat will do anything to survive. Isn't that right, Mr. Hill? Mr. Hill, you know everything about being a rat. And I didn't turn the dude in. But it always bothered me. And it still bothers me. And I think back to all those people who told me not to do anything about it. And I understand they're good people and there was some merit in what they were saying. But they did not have their work stolen. Uh, It was mine. I was the victim. They weren't. And Donald Trump had this election, I believe, stolen from him. Yeah, sure, we're victims too, but nobody more so than he is. And he's got every right to talk about it. You know what? He's got a duty to talk about it. And I keep talking about giving money, and I do urge you to give money, and I, we're going to vote like we've never voted before in the midterms. But what if they screw with it again? There's no guarantees. What if they screw with it again? And they'll try to make it illegal to even talk about. They'll threaten us with cancellation, with deplatforming. They'll shadow ban me like I've already been shadow banned on every platform I'm on. Every platform I'm on. And here's here's uh, Mr. Propriety himself, Joe Biden. Is he talking about the future here? No. At the White House yesterday, talk about a talk about a crime. He had the Secretary of Homeland Security, the Attorney General. And himself tell ghost stories about white supremacy on a weekday afternoon, on company time, country time, our time. Listen to this guy. You know what? Tell me one thing that happened when he was, he's talking about 2017. He's talking about Charlottesville. A great big lie, by the way, in so many ways. January 6th. This stuff happened before he was president. Look at this man. Cut 27. When those folks came out of those that field carrying torches, the United States of America, carrying torches, chanting the same anti-Semitic bile that was chanted in Germany in the early 30s, accompanied by white supremacists holding Nazi flags. And I thought to myself, my God, this is the United States of America, Senator. How could it happen? No, I, 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 I really mean it. The idea that in the first quarter of the 20th century, we had people come out of fields carrying torches, Nazi flags and banners, chanting the bile, accompanied by white supremacists, David Dukes and his crowd, and an innocent young woman is killed. When I went to the first G7 meeting in England, of the largest democracies in the world. I sat down and I said, you know, I've heard me say this before, Rev. I said, America's back. You know what these leaders said around a small table with no press there? 
For how long? For how long? I thought, well, you know, hate can be defeated, but only hides. And when given any oxygen, it comes out from under the rocks. Any oxygen. Any oxygen. Hmm. So, um, you know, Charlottesville, one person died and it was horrible. What about the 10 people who were killed at that Boulder grocery store by an Islamic extremist? Do you even know about that case? It's a mass shooting on Joe Biden's watch, an Islamic extremist. What about the black identity extremist who opened fire on the subway here in New York two months ago, three months ago? What about the black identity extremist in Waukesha, Wisconsin, who got into a car and mowed down a dozen people? He's got to go back to 2017. And why does he do that? That's how far he's got to go back to find a, an alleged white supremacy moment. All right? The guy in Buffalo, he was angry at everything. He was angry at liberals. He was angry at conservatives. He was angry at white people. He was angry at black people. He was angry. They, even they know that they can't, they can't actually label that one a white supremacy thing. I hate white supremacy. But it's exaggerated and it's done for political purposes. And also, he's trying to associate everybody MAGA with white supremacy, with Charlottesville, with January 6th. When he talks about unity, he wants to cancel MAGA. He wants to cancel Trump. Unity, unity, uni, un, 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 one, one, Uh uh-uh. One is Iraq under Saddam Hussein. One is the Soviet Union. One is China. One is North Korea. One is, what the hell else is there? East Timor. America. You know, I know he keeps on saying United, United, United States. We are the United States, but we're not one. There's something very sinister about this. I'm telling you, he wants to dismantle democracy. This guy, he's guilty of what they're accusing the other side of. Uh, Give me a moment. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Um, Welcome back. Welcome back indeed. Uh, Hey, the Alex Stein stuff was great. Alex Stein, this guy is a total hero in my book. A total hero. Dan Crenshaw, I know he's a a hero too, but what have you done for me lately? (laughs) I'm sorry. Dan Crenshaw is one arrogant dude. We're talking about the Republican congressman. Uh, We have no border. Uh, People are flooding into this country. It's totally changing our fundamental... Our whole way of life, everything is going to be going up in smoke. And most Republicans are just business as usual. And this one guy, Alex Stein, yeah, is he a comedian? Sure. Is he, can he be obnoxious? Definitely. But listen to the urgency that he's got going. Now, he confronts these members and other people kind of with obnoxious pointed questions and he gets under their skin. First, he insults them. And then he starts laying on some pretty important questions. Here's Alex Stein with Dan Crenshaw again. This is fantastic stuff. I know. Is it mean? Sure. Is it ideal? No. But somebody's got to do it. Cut 39. 
Dang, you're just such a little loser. Yep. That's a, <laughs> who's trying to grab my thing? Look, you're too slow. He's too slow, Navy SEAL. It's funny, Dan, how you said you're tall. Yeah, I'm small, but I'm so much taller than you, Dan. I'm so much bigger than you. You're just a little, you're a little sad little boy. I'm the little one. This is, yeah, imagine me calling you out because you're a nihilist, you're a globalist. Oh, I got a job, I work with the Blaze. I got, I make a lot of money, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, Dan. Yeah, I make a lot of money. Yeah, I'm a loser. Project. This is the guy. This is the guy who tells veterans that they're that their service. Yeah, this, yeah, because there's a weapons of mass destruction that didn't yeah, so exist. So I'm anti-war. Yeah. Yeah, I'm anti-war because he's I don't believe. This, did you guys find any weapons right of mass destruction? As a matter of fact, yeah. we did. Oh, where, All right, stop oh, it for what, a what? second. So what's going on there? Dan Crenshaw stops a bunch of guys from the Wounded Warrior Project. Who knows who they are? They're wearing those Wounded Warrior Project shirts. I know something about the Wounded Warrior Project. I haven't checked in with them lately, but over the years, they've done some really bad things that have hurt veterans. Absolutely. All right? Throwing these guys parties, throwing booze at them all the time. I mean, you know, a lot of folks meant well, but here's the deal when it comes to veterans. You can never do enough for a disabled veteran, but at the same time, you can do too much. And some of these guys, they overdid it. And a lot of those funds were misused. They threw themselves gargantuan benefits and weirdo events, uh, team-building events. And what did they They had this whole weird thing in Colorado. A guy comes skydiving in, the executive director of the Wounded Warrior Project. And Dan Crenshaw is trying to hide behind them or use them as a shield and use his own defense, uh, his own veteran status as a shield. Hey, I'm a veteran. You can't question anything about me or what I do or my motives. Well, I'm a veteran, and you can question everything I do. You can question my motives. You should, okay? Absolutely. It's like that guy used to say from Eastern Airlines, you got to earn your wings every day. Every day. Uh, John McCain, man, oh, man. Talk about a guy who sold out. (laughs) Well, John McCain failed us as a senator in many ways. He also failed us as a presidential candidate. He also um, did some great things. But, 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 just because, just because he's a veteran, just because he's a military hero, he's a military hero. We don't have to go around acknowledging he's a military hero every 10 seconds. When he was alive, that was it. That that helped shield him from criticism. And Dan Crenshaw, we've already talked about it, all right? And he is from Texas. He doesn't seem to care too much about the border. He's signing up for giving all these billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. Does that seem like money well spent? Hmm? I don't think so. I just, I know, I see all the Ukraine flags all over the place. I I wish there was no war, but there always has been and there always will be war. At least Russia had the decency to invade a country right next door. And not pull off that stupid stunt that we did, go all the way around the world to invade a country that didn't do anything to us. May have been a bad place, but they didn't do anything to us. Anyway, it takes a special human being to stand up to this kind of pressure, and that's Alex Stein. Keep going with this guy. You're actually going to go down this route, Alex. Yes, because we don't have any weapons of mass destruction. You're looking like a fool right now. You're telling veterans, not just me, but plenty of veterans. We have so many issues here in America. He cares more about Ukraine. Yeah, it was. You guys' service was wasted for globalist invaders. Yeah, stop for a second. You know what? And another thing that this guy is doing that I like a lot, 
he is expressing the outrage that so many of us feel that helped, by the way, give rise to Trump about the Iraq war, a great big bogus war for weapons of mass destruction. And I know uh, that guy from the Bronx keeps calling me and says, we did find weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Just like one of these guys. Yes, we did. No, we're not talking about uh, 30-year-old buckets of uh, sarin gas. That's not what we went to war for. It was an active biochemical weapons program that we sought, and it wasn't there. Uh, Afghanistan is also a war that we lost Alex Stein is fired up, and so am I. And so should everybody, whoever served, by the way. these They wasted our time, our money, our treasure, so many lives. How dare they? And God bless Alex Stein, wherever you are. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, am I back? Hey. Uh, The uh, intermittent fasting is the way to go. However, however, I've been avoiding carbs, which is good, right up until noon today. And there was strawberry shortcake right there in the cafeteria. And wham, I think I ate about, well, I ate a strawberry shortcake. Um... It's it's going to happen. I think your body craves sugar. It craves those carbs. I started to feel a little bit dizzy. But anyway, still don't feel like I deviated all that much, strangely enough. Uh, uh, let's see here. Andrew is in Stanhope, New Jersey. Hi. Hey, what's up, Greg? I'm doing that intermediate fasting. And uh, Yeah, do me a favor. You wanted to say something about Charlottesville. What's up? Yeah, I, I'm following your intermediate fasting in the morning. I want you out. to skip that for a moment. I got to get to the Charlottesville thing. What's up? Oh, different lighting, telling different lies. Number one, Trump did denounce the uh, white supremacist several times. Biden knows that. And often the nasty signs are set up. Look what happened in Virginia. The Democrat governor who was running for governor, he had a fake Nazi signs to try to blame the Republican. That was a hoax. Even against Hillary Clinton in the primaries, I mean Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton's people had uh, Antifa and just people. No, I, look, I know it's been done before. I got to be honest; I have not looked that hard at Charlottesville. I do know that yes, it's all a lie in terms of what Trump said. They're always mischaracterizing it. It's the big Charlottesville lie. But I don't know about play actors. I'm not ruling it out. Do you know anything about that at Charlottesville? I know it's been done before. We've all seen it. But what about at Charlottesville itself? At Charlottesville, they had... Um, hey, what's up with the phone, man? I, I, you're on a different kind of line. What's up? With their blowtorches and stuff, and their makeshift blowtorches, their bike locks. So they were doing just as much violence, so Biden doesn't call them out. Yeah, I know. Antifa was there raging around. But I want to know more. Were there people pretending to be white supremacists there or... People, you know what I mean, from the left infiltrating or that kind of thing or a false flag. I'd like to know more. I don't know all that much about it. I got to look into it. John is in Staten Island. John, what's up? Hey, Greg. Uh, what you mentioned about the uh, your school stuff saying it was stolen, 
but you you don't want to be called a rat. Oh my gosh! Everybody, I wish everybody had landlines again. Are you on a cell? Everybody, nobody sounds right on these dumb cell phones. We need to invent. We need to invent landlines. I'm sorry. I I I, these, these cell phone connections are terrible. I can. Can you hear him okay? All right, I don't hear him that well. But what the hell really? were you saying about about what? Well, about the, your your records in school yeah. being uh, stolen. But you have these kids saying it was a rat. You know, we're young, but you got to remember we got to stick up for it. You were it was thievery. That wasn't being a rat. You 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 was the thing was stolen. Those people were thieves, not not being a rat. No. You got to call it out for what it is. I agree. I agree. This whole, uh, you know, what the hell is that? What am I, a mobster? You know what I mean? I'm not a, I'm not in the mob. I can, if you see something wrong, it takes more guts, more courage to come forward and report wrongdoing than keeping your mouth shut. When I started looking at, at it like that, I knew, you know, look, I've, I've, I've turned people in when something horrible was going on. I have. I've gone to management at certain places i've gone to uh, you know i just have i just like you know this person is doing such and such i can't count in certain things but in this one look was the guy copied my work and i didn't turn him in and i still regret it so i there are worse things to live with i guess right john yeah but you shouldn't regret it i mean that was an early mistake but the thing is that you know you can do some things you can't you can't say because you can't get uh pounced on but the thing is, if somebody steals something from you, call it what it is. It was thievery. It's nothing to do being a rat. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. But look, I, I got to tell you something. I, I, I've stolen stuff in my life. I have, I have, and uh, it's happened. I, 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 I have absolutely. I can't, you know. I mean, uh, there. But uh, what is it? He who hasn't sinned cast the first stone. Um. So, yeah, got to think of that too. I did, actually. I don't know if I want to tell you the story. I stole something, and I was much, much too old to have stolen it. I'm not going to get into it right now. I don't want to, but I I, I still think about it from time to time. And, um, you know, could I have gotten arrested for it? No, it wasn't that kind of a theft. But it was big enough, and it still haunts me. I wish I hadn't done it. Thank you. Vic and Cherry Ridge, what's up? Hey, uh, Greg, I just wanted to say, you know, he's talking about Charlotte, but uh, the problem is that, uh, you know, the squad, they say the Holocaust never happened and everything. He's talking about anti-Semites. Give me a break. You know, really. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say is, shouldn't they uh, send the, some of these illegals to Chappaqua and put them outside of Hillary's house and uh, and Soros? Look, I love it. I love what they're doing with these people. And they're not forcing them. These are voluntary trips and At the same time, though, you know, if they're close to the border, I still think it's more likely that they'll be sent back or wait in Mexico, that that could take effect. I'm somewhat uncomfortable with flying them all over the country. I I am. I don't know. I mean, I know the optics. I know what it looks like, and I can get a kick out of it, too. But I don't uh, like—what do you got, your damn GPS on, man? Hello? Is that your GPS? What is that? Well, who's Who's talking? Uh, I didn't hear anything. I heard somebody talking. I think it was your GPS. I don't have my GPS. Someone. Oh, man. All right. All right. See you, Vic. Sorry, uh, Greg. No, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, Vic, Vic, one other thing. Yeah. The squad is totally anti-Semitic. Yes, that is totally true. Uh, we don't hear about the squad, fortunately, as much as we used to. We have uh, AOC, uh, Elon Omar, 
uh, who else is in the squad? Uh, Reggie, yeah. she, the the Bush lady from uh, St. Louis. Who else? No, no, she's. I, oh. I don't know. They're, they're they're not as much of a thing anymore, right? I don't know. I think they're pushing the buttons. To tell you the truth. Ah, they're fading away, and you can't let, uh, you know, pushing. They're not going to push my buttons. I, I've already, you know, AOC does a lot of stuff. She really has kind of marginalized herself. She's just this attention whore, excuse me, and she also, what? She just flaps her, you know, gets upset from every six weeks ago about something some guy said and makes a stink out of it and uh, dominates social media for 15 minutes, and that's it. No practical impact. Although, then again, Joe Biden is <laughs> trying to run the party in such a way that pleases her. Uh, thanks. Natalie in Setauket. Yes. How are I am calling regarding uh, the comments that you were making about re- raising your daughters and worrying about protecting them. And yeah. it, it is such a, it is such a, an important issue. Um, I am the daughter of a mother who had four, four girls. And people used to say for years to my mother, how do you do it? How do you do it? You're raising four daughters. And her answer was always a lot of prayer. And I wanted to encourage you that way because you are a godly man. You, you have come to know the Bible. Um, it, I have come across, I'm a Catholic, but a very devout Christian friend of mine recommended a book for me to read and use in praying for as a wife, for my husband, and as a mother for my children. And it, they, What's it, it was called? Instrumental. Well, the one I used first of all the power of a praying wife, and that was how I. That's not the book for me. I got to get another book. Well, have you ch- looked at it? I can't get the power of the praying wife. Me? No, what if anybody power, no, sees get, me reading that? You're going to get. You're going to get the power of a praying parent. Oh, okay. Okay, and that is going to teach you and your wife. How to pray for your children, and it really is excellent because it's very easy read. It's well, a little tiny. All right, tab. all right. One other thing, though, I will point this out to you. And I, you know, you ever see ministers, and they're great people. They, some of the most prayerful people, lose their children. You know, they, they. Somebody once told me that uh, the forces of darkness, evil, seriously, Satan targets the children of the holy. Have you ever heard anything like that? I heard it actually from a pastor that they are under unique pressure, and yes, and the true. devil the devil wants to do, wreak all kinds of havoc. So, anyway, I want to uh, uh, what's it called again? The prayer for parents. It's the power of a praying parent. But this is not written by a minister. This is written by a parent. And it, it, what it, you're right, Satan will always try to prey on the more God, the more godly, the closer you become to God or to Jesus. Satan can pray. Because that you're a soldier for Christ. He doesn't want that. He wants to win. So what this book is, it, it uses scripture to help you to understand how to pray for your child. It also, within these little chapters, it teaches you about, uh, for instance, from the power of praying wife. It teaches you about how a man is wired by God's hand so that you understand your husband right. better. Can I say than- one thing, though, first, all right? Because, you know, some people think that there is a, a right way and a wrong way to pray, and then they— they get into it. Oh gosh, this book says, "Am I doing it right?" You know, you can. I don't know if there is a right way to do it. I, I, you just got to start talking to God, don't you think? Really? I mean, and if you want, there is a prayer that God taught us right there in the Bible, the Our Father. It's right there. But uh, I think you just got to start talking to Him, and you do, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be poetry. It doesn't have to be uh, all written out ahead of time. You can just open your heart, and He'll fill it. That's what I think. I, actually, that's what I know, Natalie. I know it. I know it. 
<laughs> You're right. All right. You are right. All right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, I got something here uh, that I'm supposed to play. And actually, uh, talk about somebody, and I meant this. I mean this. I don't like Joe Biden, but I love him. You know, I was doing the, what was that, Newsmax? The Newsmax show. And we got, uh, we were breaking all kinds of records. And how was I doing it? Finding new and creative and interesting ways that were kind of totally true and authentic to me of defending President Trump, defending him, right? You know, he'd do something outrageous and I would decode it and I would explain it and I would defend it and I'd promote it. And the show was rocking and rolling. Now, uh, Trump is no longer in office. And when that happened, I was like, oh, boy, what am I going to do now? I know how to do this kind of show. What am I going to do now? Well, quite frankly, the show that I have now is better. It's better. It's more interesting. And it's more kind of intellectually challenging. It's all kinds of things that I had to be. And I don't know if this is part of God's plan. Actually, I know this part is part of God's plan. He wanted to do work on me. He's got it all figured out for each and every one of us, including including, believe it or not, Joe Biden. I don't like what's going on, but it can all work out to the ultimate good. In the meantime, yeah, this guy does need help, big time. Uh, What individual carries on like this who doesn't need to be, I'm sorry, institutionalized? Cut 36. It strips you of your dignity, damn it. I got votes for that bill. I convinced people to vote for it. So let's get those things straight, too. Deprives you of your dignity. Not more, fewer. He was a patriot. Can you imagine looking at your child? We're changing people's lives. We beat Farmer this year. Think about what you'd think about. Takes everything away from you. Without unions, there'd be no middle class. I'm sick of this stuff. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. There is not a single thing we cannot do. Not a single thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should put him on talk radio. I <laughs> just uh, look. He's uh, he's not made. He's not cut out to be president. Just not cut out. To, doesn't have the character. Doesn't have the knowledge. Doesn't have the intellectual furniture. Uh, now he doesn't even have the stamina, the endurance, the strength. Uh, but certainly the character. We knew that about him a long time ago. Um, and talk about character. He has a grandchild that he won't. Uh, that he won't ever acknowledge. He won't acknowledge his seventh grandchildren. How many How many grandkids do you have, Joe Biden? Got 37. How many of you have been unable to hug your grandkids in the last seven months? I got six of them. No, you have seven. You actually have seven. A four-year-old grandchild. I think her name is uh, Sailor. Anyway, she's in Arkansas with her mother. Uh, this was a... One night stand that Hunter had. I think she was working as a dancer at the time. Anyway, first he denied that the kid was his, and then a DNA test established paternity, and he's fought every step of the way. He doesn't want anything to do with his child. A court had to force him to pay child support, and now uh, he went to court to lower the child support that he's compelled to pay. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? A guy who goes to the White House... Hunter Biden, son of the president of the United States, is petitioning a court to lower his child support payments. There's something really wrong with that family. Really wrong. And Joe Biden, I mean, wouldn't you, 
as a grandparent, take that dirt bag out of the equation for a moment. Wouldn't you as a grandparent just insist, especially for the president of the United States? And oh, by the way, you're rich. You've got more than enough money. How much is at stake here? Write her a check for $2 million, $3 million. You, it's, a, it's the least you can do. And even for, as a practical matter, you want this thing percolating from time to time? You want Greg Kelly talking about it and busting your chops about it every night on TV? Of course not. I mean, bad people, bad people. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, that Josh Hawley is one hell of a guy. What a beautiful brain. Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri. Keeping on, I'll have more on him later. That guy, how old is he, 40? Man, he's smart and he's good. He's very, very good. Sticking up to big tech. Hey, that crazy event they had yesterday. I'm like, what are they doing lying about America? Talking about white supremacists all over the place. What are they doing? Why are they speaking like this? And finally, I figured it out. I mean, there are, well, there are a lot of things going on, and I figured some of those reasons out a long time ago, but here's something else to throw in the mix. You got the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, you got the Attorney General sitting there lying about America, talking about what a racist, horrible place it is. And then it was so over the top, it wasn't making sense. But as somebody once told me, when something does not make sense, usually money is involved a lot of it all right and then things started to make sense here's that weirdo uh department of homeland security guy mayorkas the border is secure uh cut 32 today we in the department of homeland security uh, are announcing uh, 20 million dollars in grant funds uh, to fight against uh, targeted violence we are I love that. I hate targeted violence. What could be better than $20 million to fight targeted violence? $20 million? Uh, all right, you want to give $20 million to the cops? Great, sure, why not? That's not what they're going to do with this money. <laughs> uh, next sentence, please. Cut 33. It is very important to know that in all of our grant programs, including this program that we're announcing uh, today, uh, we are seeking to achieve equity and to reach otherwise underserved communities. And for the first time, these grant funds are reaching historically black colleges and universities, uh, as well as uh, service providers uh, that reach the LGBTQ plus uh, community. And it's something we take back. They're going to give it to black colleges and gay groups. How's that going to? How's that going to fight targeted violence? What the hell is Howard University? How are they going to fight targeted violence? They're not. They're not even equipped to. This is a slush fund. This is a way to shore up their Democrat voting apparatus, whatever the hell it is. I don't know all of it, but something very political, don't you think? Equity. We're going to fight that targeted violence, but we're going to do so in an equitable fashion. Hmm. Uh, but, hey, they've got one hell of a record, one hell of a record fighting all this targeted violence. Uh, the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, cut 35. 
Earlier this year, we secured the convictions of three men who targeted and killed Ahmad Arbery just because he was a black man jogging on a public street. Stop. Uh, that was done by local and state prosecutors, not the federal government, by the way. We. What does that mean? We. Uh, <laughs> all right. What, what, what else did you do? Go ahead. We successfully prosecuted an individual who, motivated by racist and xenophobic beliefs about the COVID-19 pandemic, targeted and attacked an Asian family at a supermarket in Midland, Texas. We obtained the conviction of an individual in New York who mailed more than 60 letters to LGBTQ-affiliated individuals, organizations, and businesses, many of which contained threats to kill, shoot, and bomb the recipients. And we obtained the conviction of a man in Tennessee for a series of arsons targeting Catholic, Methodist, and Baptist churches in the state. And these are only a few examples of the Justice Department's criminal law enforcement efforts against perpetrators of hate crimes. Congratulations. That's what you're supposed to do. All right? Fight crime. You want to call it hate crime? Hate crime. I would imagine when you kill somebody, that's a hate crime. I've always kind of wondered about that, actually. I mean, if you kill somebody, isn't it by definition a hate crime? But whatever, you want to label it and get more things in there. Uh, This is... There's something strange, all right? There's something strange. Going back to Joe Biden, what he's, how he frames all of this stuff. Now, it sounds nice. At one point, it sounds nice. Nobody likes hate, right? Cut 30. The idea of America is guarantees that everyone, everyone is treated with dignity and equality. An idea that ensures an inclusive, multiracial democracy. An idea that we give no safe harbor, none, to hate. All right. Well, number one, if you want, you're actually free to be a bigot. If you want to be a bigot, you 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 can do that. It's sad and lost, but you can do that. Oh, by the way, that's just a side note. But here's uh, here's where it does get troubling. He's it's kind of it's more nuanced than you would actually think Joe could be. He's trying to delegitimize an entire movement. He uses the fringes as an excuse, the January 6, the Charlottesville. But he and, and yesterday he said out loud that it's not just about the fringes. OK, cut 28. We won't solve the problem by going after the extreme fringes alone. We have to confront the ways in which our toxic division fuel this crisis for all of us. For all of us. And then he starts talking about media companies who tell lies for, uh, how does he put it? Because we, uh, to seek power and profit. That's something, huh? That's something given uh, the lies he told for power and profit himself. This is a guy who stood in front of the American people and said the Laptop was Russia disinformation. 50 former intelligence executives and officials have said it's Russia disinformation. Yeah, the the swamp did. They rose up and they covered for Joe. Turns out it was the real deal. Joe's lying. 
And um, I think his chickens are coming home to roost. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Everyone really is flipping out about these uh, migrants in Martha's Vineyard, and they're ushering them right the hell out of town. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a sideshow, to be sure. Uh, and uh, but they're getting the hell out of uh, Martha's Vineyard. What happened to the ones in Washington D.C.? I don't know. But I give Governor Abbott, I give Governor DeSantis a hell of a lot of credit for this. I thought it was great, great move. However, I don't want to make a habit out of it. I like to keep the illegal migrants close to the border. I know it's not remain in Mexico, but maybe it's remain as close to the border as possible. I don't like giving them this head start. I'm sorry. I just don't think they uh, they belong up here if they didn't get here legally. I'd like to see them closer to the border. Let's see here. Governor DeSantis, though, he's trying to prove a point, and he sure did. Governor, uh, cut one. People visiting here, we were the number one state for foreign tourism by far in 2021 for all U.S. tourism. But even people across the border, there's a lot that say they want to come to Florida. So our message is, you know, we're not a sanctuary state. Uh, We don't have benefits or, or any of that. There are some sanctuary jurisdictions, and that would be better. Now, what would be the best? is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, let's see here. Oh, they, uh, what did Kamala Harris say about all the migrants outside of her house? Have you ever, you know, she gets her own house. It gets the, they call it the Naval Observatory. It's a great big mansion uh, on Massachusetts Avenue. It used to be where the top admiral lived, the chief of naval operations until the mid-1970s. Um And now it's the vice president's house. Oh, it's also where we keep the official clock. The U.S. Navy master clock at the tone. The time will be two hours, seven minutes and 14 seconds. Exactly. Beep. You can call it. Uh, They keep the great the great big official clock of America is is basically in her basement. Uh, But anyway, what did uh, she say about all this? Cut four. Vice President Harris, any comment on the migrants that were dropped off at the Naval Observatory? No comment. (laughs) Uh, You can look at my Twitter again. I am kind of badgering her personal aid because she keeps posting pictures of Kamala Harris getting on and off of Air Force Two like she's somebody. We know that the vice president gets Air Force Two. Why are you doing that? It's 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 wrong. It's just bad optics. It's bad. You know, everyone's kind of cutting back, making do with less. Inflation's out of control. And uh, she's getting to get on her own plane. Hey, Raymond Deary, Judge Deary, Ray Deary. I've heard of this guy. He was a U.S. attorney. He was a big deal. He was around when Giuliani was the U.S. attorney or maybe a little bit before a uh, federal judge. He is now the special master brought in. And that's what Trump wanted. The team Trump wanted a special master to put the brakes on this. FBI, DOJ, harassment to go through the documents, I believe, I really believe the next thing we're going to find out, or that will at least be alleged in detail, is that the FBI planted some of these materials um, in Trump's stuff. Some of it was probably planted. Absolutely. Oh, boy, was it planted. Um, Hey, just remember this. Joe Biden has been sending migrants to NASA. I'm sorry, Westchester County in the middle of the night. Remember Rob Astorino found all that footage? Nobody was interested in it. Middle of the night, illegal migrants 
ferried here on federally chartered jets in the middle of the night after the airport was closed. Now, Governor DeSantis is making no secret about this. And what are those liberal folks up in Martha's Vineyard saying about a cut five? To use women and children as political pawns is cowardice. Governor DeSantis is a coward. To use women and children as political pawns? Governor De- <laughs> Who was that? Just some guy. Who cares? Um, just some guy. Ooh, back here in, uh, in New York. Ewick Adams, cut 23, please. We are not going to be like those municipalities and states where we fly people to Martha's Vineyard, where we put people on buses uh, and have them fail to get the basic items they need. Wow. All right. Um, (laughs) He met with his team and they came up with that bold profile and courage approach to this uh, situation. What is it like to be one-on-one with Eric, I wonder? You know, behind closed doors with his team. What is it like? Have you ever spent time with him? He's an imbecile. He's an ignoramus, as uh, John F. Kennedy would say. Yet somehow he is the mayor. Remember, you can be the mayor in New York with 200,000 votes in a crummy primary on the last day of school in June 2021. That's how he did it. How am I going to take it from him? Differently. It'll be different. It'll be very different. And it will be awesome. Oh, boy. It will be awesome. Hey, did Trump call into the Hugh Hewitt show? I thought he didn't like Hugh Hewitt. I don't like Hugh Hewitt. Oh, wait a second. I always get him confused. Hugh Hewitt is a good guy. Who's the other guy we don't like? Uh, But this guy's good. Cut 15. You you know the old saying, a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich. Actually, no, I don't like Hugh Hewitt. This is the guy. Who's the guy in Washington, in Boston, that I like? It's not Hugh Hewitt. Hugh Hewitt hates Trump. Did Trump call into him? Let's see what happened. Cut 15. You, you know the old saying, a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. I'm just asking, if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president again? I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happened... I would have no prohibition against running. You know that. You've already I do. Said. And that's what I want people to understand. That would not take you out of the arena. It would not. But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems. Big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not, they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. Yeah. Big problems. There would be big problems. There'd be big problems. Remember the big problems they were anticipating if Joe Biden lost? If Joe Biden lost the election, what did the manager of Saks Fifth Avenue do? He put uh, big wooden planks in all the windows a week before Election Day. Was he worried about Biden winning and what all the Trump people would do? No, he was worried about Biden losing and what all of the Democrats would do. Uh, Cut 16. What else did he say to Hugh Hewitt? Surprised he went on the Hugh Hewitt show. Cut 16. We went through phony impeachments. We went through phony Mueller reports that came out with no collusion. We, We came everything that they've done to try and stop progress. And on top of that, 
I did more than virtually any. You take a look with the biggest tax cuts, with the rebuilding of our military, with all of the things we've done. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it, especially since they know know I'm totally innocent. I do know he's totally innocent, by the way. Uh, Cut 17, Hugh Hewitt with Trump. You know that the legacy media will say you're attempting to incite violence with that statement. How do you respond to what will inevitably... That's not inciting. Yeah, stop for a second. Actually, Hugh Hewitt, that's you. That's you. Don't be cute. That's that's you, Hugh. Keep going. Keep going. I'm just saying what my opinion is. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. I think he's right. I think he's right. I want to hear more of this. Uh, Let's see. Are we up to cut 18, please? So Democrats are all about a word. It's called disinformation. Some people say misinformation. Pretty much the same thing. You want to define it? Disinformation. They're all about disinformation. They will look at a border where millions of people are pouring through from prisons, from everywhere. They're emptying their prisons into the United States. We're like a dumping ground. And they'll say, they'll look you in the eye and they'll say, we have a secure border. We have wonderful economy. We have no inflation. I mean, he had a, at a party the other day on inflation and they just announced the worst numbers in the market was the seventh worst day in the history of our country, and he's having a party. They're all about disinformation. They will look you in the eye and lie to you. Well, they're lying about the border. They're lying about inflation. They're lying about our country because our country is being poisoned from within, and we're in big trouble unless something happens. And I hope we're going to do well in November 8th, and I hope we're going to do well in 24. He is so right. He is so right. That's one of the reasons why he rattles their cage so much. He just speaks the truth. But you can't say that. Yes, he just did. Cut 19. Do is they'll try and talk themselves out, like defund the police. All of a sudden they say, oh, no, we never said that. You know, they'll look you in the eye. They'll say, we never said it. They're actually still saying defund the police. Same thing with education. Uh, with those mandates and with all of the things that they've done, what they've done to some people, some students, young people, I think they live with it for the rest of their lives, actually. It's a very sad, very, very sad situation. But I think a lot of these young people are going to live with this for the rest of their lives. What a, a lot of rich stuff here. Uh, and he's right about that. You know, Joe Biden was one of those guys who said, I, I'm for defunding the police. Yes, Absolutely. And, and the mainstream media cover for them, in part because they don't care to remember. They really are a bunch of airheads for the most part, really. Uh, print and television, just a bunch of ditzes, men and women. Cut 20, please. Uh, China's not doing very well right now. One of the reasons is because I put on tariffs, the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. Not one president took in 10 cents of tariffs or of taxes or of anything No money ever came from China to the U.S. What I did is I put on hundreds of billions of dollars worth of tariffs coming into the United States. They pay tariffs. And Biden, as much as he wants to do it for his friends, who pays his son and him a fortune, Biden uh, is finding a hard time taking those tariffs off. So much money is coming in. 
And if they took it off, we'd lose our steel industry almost immediately and would lose a lot. So because of what I've done, they're having a hard time. <laughs> He's amazing. Totally amazing. All right, we got one more. Uh, cut 21. The single greatest gift that we've ever given to China will be the electric car. That will really kill us with China because they have all the material for the batteries. We don't have that. We don't have that. But we do have the gasoline for the cars that people want. And I, I had, I'm not against electric cars. I personally don't like them because they don't go long enough. They don't go far enough. You have to stop for two hours. And that's not going to get that much better no matter what they do. So I think it's insane what they're doing. Let the market determine. If somebody wants to buy an electric car or a gasoline car, let the market determine. Totally agree. He's so damn smart. This is a guy who brought real-world expertise, practical knowledge, background to the job. I'm telling you, a roofer knows more about how to run this country than Joe Biden. (laughs) If only Joe Biden knew how to install a roof, all right, or ran a roofing business. I'm serious. He would... That would give him so much insight into so many things. All right, Donald Trump, you are amazing. Hey, what do we think about that? Uh, Susan in Brooklyn, hello. Oh, Greg, I just had to talk to you. Uh, After listening to Mark Levin last night, um, and I don't know if you've heard this. I haven't heard anyone else pick up on this. He says that the FBI has summoned uh, Facebook users from um, uh, Zuckerberg to um, investigate if they were on any chat rooms or, you know, uh, been actively talking about um, being, you know, the election disrupt uh, uh, issues. Um, So, I mean, so we can't even talk about like the Wisconsin state Supreme Court's um, rulings and the other legal things that are starting to happen. I mean, this is, I think, our worst fear. First of all, started out going after Trump. Then they went after 40 of his actual um you know people that that were in his administration and now they're going after you and me regular people talking about ideas speech the government needs to stay the hell out of it they they are breaking the law yes i know all about this this is also what josh hawley was getting at with uh with chris cox of facebook yesterday this is dangerous this is real uh, the FBI is I think they're getting desperate because they believe Republicans are going to be uh, in power shortly. And I, I, there's this flailing covering their tracks. Who knows what? Yeah, everybody knows about that. The uh, that you can Instagram, you can send messages to each other on Facebook. You should be able to talk about whatever the hell you want. I guess the only thing you're not allowed to do is incite violence. But they're going to say they're trying to say that you and I questioning the results of the 2020 election, that that's somehow, ooh, that could incite violence. Therefore, that's why, there's your answer, they're always exaggerating about January 6th. That's their, that is their Trump card. That is their little ploy. They need that as an excuse, the pretext to do all these awful things. Bad people. Hey, that Levin is great. I don't listen to him as much as I would like, but whenever I do, whenever I use something from him, I always give him credit, especially on the TV show. Um, just a great man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So does this mean the FBI is going to be going to, um, you know, individual Facebook people's homes and subpoenaing them? How far this can go? They're trying to intimidate anyone from getting involved, um, against the regime. Well, that's part of it right there. It has a chilling effect 
even the news of this. Oh, wow, we better not talk about the election. You know, you're not allowed to talk about the election. Oh, oh, don't talk about the election. Hey, I can read the writing on the wall. You think people like me talking about the election? Sorry, I'm a citizen first, and I've got doubts about the election. Yeah, that's a part of it, the chilling effect. Well, screw that. And an FBI agent wants to come and talk to me. I'll tell you ahead of time, uh, I ain't talking. Um, mm-hmm. I'll take your business card. Uh, I'll probably take your picture. And uh, I'll call my lawyer. And together, we won't call you back. That, that Sorry, uh, I'll, I'll help state and local law enforcement no matter what. But the FBI, who would trust them right now? Who would trust them? Friends of Biden Incorporated. Hey, Susan, real quick, what do you do? I'm a reseller. I'm doing um, antiques. And oh, you're the one upstate. Yeah, I'm having a ball. All right, fantastic. I got to go, Susan. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. NBA releases findings, independent investigation into Robert Sarver, Phoenix Suns. You know... You ever hear about these guys? They hire these law firms, these big law firms, to come in and do an investigation for them. Well, the law firms are hired. They want to make money, and they basically know what the hell uh, the people who hired them wanted or want, and they deliver. And in this case, I think the folks at Wachtell Lipton, the law firm, uh, delivered for the NBA. They wanted to do something bad to uh, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns. All right, so what did he do? What did he do? He's been fined $10 million, $10 million, and he can't hang around his own basketball team for a year, suspended for a year. Are you ready for this? All right. Take a deep breath because I'm going to, oh, boy. As stated in the report, the independent investigation found that Mr. Sarver engaged in conduct that clearly violated common workplace standards as reflected in team and league rules and policies. Common workplace standards. Has anybody from Wachtell Lipton ever gone to a basketball game? Sit. Get one of those ringside uh, seats. And listen. Listen to the language. Tell me about common workplace standards then. I did that once. Oh, boy. This conduct included the use of racially insensitive language, unequal treatment of female employees, Sex-related statements. Oh, my gosh. Sex-related statements. Do the people at Wachtell Lipton understand that, uh, I'm sorry, that 14-year-old children are sending each other pictures of themselves? This decadent society and this guy, oh, a sex-related statement. I've heard of somebody getting in trouble for, excuse me, inadvertently sending the wrong person a dick pic. But a sex-related statement, he's going down. Uh-oh, he bullied somebody. Now, here's the crux. All right, here we go. Mr. Sarver, on at least five occasions during his tenure with the Sun's Mercury organization, which I believe goes back 15 years, repeated the N-word when recounting the statements of others. That's the number one finding here, Okay. He repeated the N-word when recounting the statements of others. So I went into the report. So at one point, he's complaining that one of his players was going up and down the court, calling everybody else the N-word. 
but he wasn't saying N-word. He was saying N blank, 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 blank. Anyway, um, you can't do that. Now, the reason why he can't do that is he's white. Now, quite frankly, <laughs> nobody should say the N-word in my book. All right. It's just a. Uh, it's a, you know, it's just, a, there's, it doesn't enrich your life when you say the N-word. However, however, interestingly, some people seem to get off on saying the N-word, including a former president of the United States named Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, he said the N-word all the time. Podcasts, gridiron dinner. Yeah, but he could. And, by the way, certain white people can as well. If, if the woke left likes you. Interesting that they used it against Sarver. Here's something else about Sarver. You know what he did with his uh, excess funds? You know, excess cash? He gave it to Republicans. Big strike against him. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Man, if that guy owns the team, he owns the team, and they're getting rid of his... He owns the team. They kicked him off his own team for a year, fined him $10 million for doing stuff that the President of the United States did. And I'm talking about Barack Hussein Obama, baby. You'll hear, here they are, here they are. Uh, look at all these, listen to all these cool people use the N-word all they like. Cut 43. It, it not being polite to say in public, that's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not words alone do me no justice you did it my <laughs> Woo! The one ain't gonna find out this is between you and right this between me and yes you. i'm your i'll uh, throw you out a few words uh anything that comes to your mind just throw it back at me okay just kind of an arbitrary thing like if i said dog you'd say tree tree spear chucker white trash spade Hunky, hunky. <laughs> Dead hunky. Uh, that was on Saturday Night Live. They used the N-word. That's Chevy Chase. He's still alive. Gonna go pay him a visit and take care of oh, Wow. Anyway, I don't, uh, I don't like this. I don't like uh, ESPN shoddy journalism. It was crummy journalism. And uh, they put it together, though, and you got a bunch of uh, folks who want to appear, want to keep their job. Adam Silver. Adam Silver. I don't think a guy like that can afford to not appear woke, not appear. Uh, he's got to worry about LeBron. He's got to look hip and cool with LeBron James. His name is Adam Silver. Have you seen that guy? It's uh, It's got to be a full-time job for him to pretend he's hip and cool around LeBron James. Uh, Bob is in Trumbull, Connecticut. Yes, sir. Hey, future Senator Kelly, you were looking for an island for your daughters to be safe. I guess Martha's Vineyard's not there anymore. <laughs> so maybe I... they'll maybe they'll just put them on a boat and send them over to Block Island. That's pretty close. Or if they don't, maybe Barack will let you use your walled-in. His Walden house there. That would work. Mm. What else, Bob? And and wait, you you were talking about this John McCain guy. He wasn't a war hero. 
He was a lousy pilot. He, how many planes did he crash? Hey, let me ask you something, Bob. Uh, how do you know that? How do you, Bob, know that he was, in your words, a lousy pilot? How do you know that? What? How do I know what? How do you know that he's what you just said, that McCain was a lousy pilot? How do you know that? Because he crashed three planes. One was shot down, okay? That does not make him a lousy, that does not make him a lousy pilot. That does not. And by the way, you know, he flew the A-4 Skyhawk, the A-7 Sky Raider, I believe. He flew a lot of tactical aircraft, all right? These planes, it's not like flying American Airlines. You fly these planes to the limit. Plane crashes are a fact of life in tactical military aviation. You know how many plane guys I know who have died in separate plane crashes? About 20. About 20 different plane I was in a plane crash. I was a pretty damn good pilot, too. So, uh, you know, I, I Bob... I am not a big John McCain fan. And actually, to be honest, that's the one thing I and I confronted Trump about this and I did it publicly and I stand by it. I said, you know what? That was wrong. You can't call him that. You know, he he was a hero because he got captured. I like people who weren't captured. That's the one thing I told Trump. I said it on Good Day New York because, you know, (laughs) McCain had a lot of deficiencies. But if you're going to call a guy like that, not a war hero, you know, what do you what do you think of the guys who? who served and did not serve at the level of John McCain. So, Bob, I'd urge you to steer clear of that, and primarily because you and a lot of other people just, you know, I I don't want to sound disrespectful, but you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I flew flew an aircraft at 10 years old. Uh, That would explain some things. All right, Bob, thank you very much. Well, well, Bob, I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. It's illegal to fly a plane when you're 10 years old, by the way, by yourself. I'm sure your father was with you or whatever. Uh, you weren't there. You didn't know John McCain. Um, you don't know anything about landing on an aircraft carrier or dropping bombs. So I'd lay off it. All right, Bob, I appreciate it. Best to the wife. Sandra is in New Jersey. What's up? How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Greg. I'm really enjoying your show today. And Susan, I, I like what she said. Well, I'm calling the course of Raymond Deary. You said earlier that he was um, requested by the Trump team, and it's a great big win, yes. But last night I was listening to Alan Dershowitz, and he said that, um, you know, he's concerned about this choice. He, he said that um, there should have been more digging. He said that he's pro-prosecution. He kind of put a damper on things, but then I thought maybe he's doing that for a good reason, to plant a seed. Maybe that Raymond should hear at some point. But I then went online to learn more about Raymond Deary and his involvement with Pfizer. And when I got on, I couldn't read three of the, um, the websites, and it was blocked by the New York Times like Mark Levin says, the New York Slimes. So I never got to learn anything more. Well, what do you mean it was blocked by the New York Times? What do you mean blocked? Okay. So like, I went on Google and I said, I'd like to learn more about Raymond Deary. And, and then all of a sudden I get three different choices. I picked all three. And all of a sudden the New York Times thing is there that you have to buy something from them in order to read what's on there. 
and I'm not going to buy well, it. Well, that's not I'm that's not, not the same as blocking something. I don't. Do you subscribe to the New York Times? I do not. All right. Well, you don't. You're not entitled to everything that they've written. You're not. You gotta. Okay. You gotta. You All gotta. Right. You, that's not blocking. That's they. They charge people for the content. Look, I admire you. You're going down these rabbit holes. You want to know everything. You're a one uh, active citizen. Uh, look, Ray Deary's been around for a long time. Nobody's perfect. Uh, when I heard that name, I thought, wow, that's all right. But we don't know. I don't know. A, a special master. What do I know from special masters? The whole damn thing is a joke. Don't forget that. All right. They had no justification to go in there. I like that. He's not crazy. I, I imagine he does not have Trump derangement syndrome, but you never know. Look, so far, the Trump team has been winning in court. These are victories, and we got to take them as they come, all right? Yes, absolutely. All right. Yes. We love you, all Sandra. Right. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Raymond Deary, U.S. attorney. You know, back then, back in the 80s, a U.S. attorney. Hey, is Rudy going to be here in person today? He's phoning in, huh? He's on a Comrex somewhere. He's going to be remote. Um, U.S. attorneys were giants. District attorneys, they were giants. They were huge. The people in city government. I mean, remember Norman Steisel? That guy was tremendous. He was the first deputy mayor. He was this, he was that. I was a fourth grader in Garden City, Long Island. I knew all about Norman Steisel. Who the hell's the first deputy mayor now? Do we even have one? Who replaced Victor Gottbaum? I mean, nobody, nobody talks about these, and, and, and it's fine. You know, just people, things that go on, and we don't have four channels anymore. We have four thousand. I was in uh, where the hell was I? Palm Beach the other day, and Newsmax was on channel twelve hundred and twenty-two. <laughs> just okay. Uh, anyway, it's fine. Um, you can also watch Newsmax on the app. You just download the app, and you can get it for free or whatever. I am on that show five days a week, slaving away. I love it. I love. I had Alan Dershowitz on the other day. I don't think that Alan Dershowitz was trying to send a signal to um, to Judge Deary. I just don't think that's the way he works. Who knows? Maybe it is. I I, I don't. He's a man of great integrity and bravery. The only thing with uh, Dersh, however, is he spends the first two minutes telling you how he doesn't agree with his client. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't agree with him politically. Well, I know that already, okay? we Your brand is firmly established, all right? We know that you're a liberal Democrat, that you voted for Hillary, that you, you know, politically, and that's part of your brand. That, But we get that already. I just want to know about, you know, how are you going to defend Mike Lindell, a great American pillow man? <laughs> uh, Levin calls him the pillow man. Joe, in Long Island, where on Long Island, sir? Uh, well, right now I'm in Syosset, but I'm from Islip, uh, originally from Whitestone. But uh, I wanted to ask you, what's your take on the upcoming elections, 2022 and 24, uh, if they're going to be fortified or not? What do you mean fortified? Uh, like they admitted in the Time magazine about the 2020 election that it was fortified. It wasn't rigged, but it was fortified. Yeah, that, that that was one hell of a piece. What yeah, a weird right. piece. It's an iconic piece. People should look it up by Molly Ball. Look, I think we're going to win in November. I think J.D. Vance is going to win in Ohio. I think Dr. Roz is going to win in Pennsylvania, and I think Herschel Walker is going to win in Georgia. I think it's going to be a spectacular night. I think the, the House is going to win and, uh, I mean, it's going to be taken by the Republicans. So I'm very optimistic. 
It does get complicated. These people are evil. Uh, there's all kinds of crap going on behind the scenes, but conservatives have been working in the open, passing uh, voter reform, and I think it's going to be, I hope, on the up and up. There's always a little bit of fraud. I hope not that much. Man, what the hell is Sid Rosenberg doing walking across the street? He's on the morning show. What's he doing hanging around here in the afternoon, huh? He's back. He's back, Joe. What does he want? He's coming from across the street. Was he on Newsmax today? I got to go, Joe. I'll be right back, everybody. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, man. King Charles and his brothers and sister uh, hold vigil at the Queen's Coffin. Huge line of people. Have you ever done that? Have you ever walked by something? I did it when Ronald Reagan was lying in state at the Capitol. I got to see that. That was interesting. Well, yes and no. Um, how do we feel? This thing is still going on. He, She died, what, a week ago yesterday? And the funeral is Monday. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite a span of time. Oh, look at this. The CNN are picking on the Murdochs. I'm not the biggest Murdoch fan in the world, but how, how blatant can you be? I mean, CNN is terribly jealous of Fox. Fox has been beating uh, CNN in the ratings, quite frankly, since uh, since I went into Baghdad for Fox News in 2003. Uh, we've been trouncing CNN ever since. Well, maybe a little bit before that as well. Uh, the Murdochs, uh, good, good for them. They started something great. Now, you know, with a lot of success comes a lot of money, comes a lot of other uh, interests, and I think they've taken their eye off the ball. And um, they suddenly, you know, they got all this success, all this money, and now they want to, I don't know. I, I don't think the business interests them as much, but you never know. All right. I do have to wrap it up. It's been a pretty good week. Didn't the week go fast? Well, why is that? Last week, even though we had a day off, it seemed like a long week. This week just flew right on by. I'll say again, please, if you ride a scooter or a hoverboard or a skateboard or a bike, you know, and you're older than ninth grade, get with it, all right? Put those dumb things in the garage. You should not be riding a scooter. You're not invulnerable. These people think they're somehow, like, bulletproof. They're not. There's not some force field around you, man. You could get run over easily, knocked down. Oh, gosh. And uh, I just, I would never, ever do it. I, I, I was telling Bob, I've been, a, I was a pilot. I flew all kinds of dangerous missions and everything. I would never, ever, ever ride a bicycle in New York City. Never. And if you, oh, what the hell is this? Bug. I can't stand. Have you noticed more bugs around here lately? Is it because the it's getting cold and they're freaking out? I think it's because at the cold weather approaches, bugs freak out. And they're all over the place, and I don't like them, but I know they're part of the ecosystem and all that stuff. All right, so with uh, in honor of Rush Limbaugh, uh, wait, actually, in honor of Alex Stein, who's out there every single day. One more, Alex Stein. Follow him on Twitter. He's this uh, provocateur, whatever, comedian, but he speaks a hell of a lot of truth, too. Cut 41. Here he is in Capitol Hill confronting... Eric Swalwell, remember him, the congressman who had the affair with the Chinese spy and nobody did anything about it? Cut 41. Eric, is this Fang Fang the Chinese spy, Eric? Remember when you slept with that Chinese spy, Eric? Why don't you ever talk about that, Fang Fang? Remember you're banging Fang Fang? Did she give you a People are saying that she gave you an ins-
Is that true? This is the guy's banging Chinese spies. Nobody investigates you, Eric. Why is that? Nobody investigates this guy banging Chinese spies like it's no big deal. I love it. I'm sorry. It's true, though. He fooled around with uh, Fang Fang. And what happened after that came to light? A couple of weeks later, they made him a manager for the prosecution of Donald Trump, the impeachment trial in the Senate. There's Eric Swalwell, who looks like Biff, uh, standing there prosecuting. Uh, it was so arrogant. There's anybody you could have picked for that phony job. Um, wow. The nerve of those people. Uh, good job, uh, Alex Stein. Oh, I want to play this one other part. Here's where it got really, really bitter with uh, Dan Crenshaw. Cut 40. So you're a globalist. Why don't you take care of America? You don't care. That's your problem, Dan. You don't care about America. You don't care about Texas. You're Look at disgusting. Do, do you think there's you an invasion? Be a comedian, Is there an invasion you? on our border you used right to now? Be a comedian, Is there an invasion you? on our border right well, now? Maybe you should go back. I to still that, am buddy. a comedian. Is there an invasion you're not on very our good border? At comedy Will you anymore. admit that there's an invasion on our border? Of course there's an invasion on our border. Yeah, but you won't do anything you, about you, it. But why do you give eighty billion to Ukraine? Why do you give eighty billion to Ukraine? Uh, I think you're doing the numbers wrong there, buddy. Oh, what are we at? A hundred billion now? No, it's not even close. What, oh, what are we up to now, Dan? And they even say none of those weapons even go to the front lines. So why don't you start caring yeah, about do. America? Actually, they do. You don't care about America at all, Dan. Yeah. You're a globalist. You're a traitor. You're a dwarf. Sure. There's Dan Crenshaw. Come on. Oh. Come, Come on, on Dan. Modern-day version of the people. Oh, I'm a piece of you're the one that's a globalist. You're killing young children for no reason, sending them to war for nothing. I got to be ID, right? Yeah, wow, hold on a second. I mean, man, oh, man, oh, man. I know he called them a traitor. That's a little much. But, but, you know, we're losing our country right now. I'm kicking myself. Sometimes I feel like I should go to Washington, D.C. and raise hell or go to the border. I mean, we are losing America right now. I guess my role is to be here to encourage you folks and to send money and to vote. We want to send money to these candidates we like. We have to. Small donations are encouraged, preferred even. Oh, this guy, Alex Stein, he gets pulled over by the cops for doing what he did. He didn't do anything wrong, by the way. You're allowed to do it. It's a free country. He didn't touch anybody. He didn't block anybody. The Capitol Police. Oh, they're all over him. Listen, continue. There's Dan Crenshaw. Come on. Come on, Dan. modern-day version of the people. Oh, I'm the people. You're the one that's a globalist. You're killing young children oh. for no reason, sending them to war for nothing. I gotta be ID, right? Yeah, you're, you're uh, harassing a member, an officer, and only harassing a member. Well, am I under arrest? Or no, no, you're being, you're being stopped in the ID, so. Not right now, you're being stopped. I just need some identification. You can hand it to her. Thank you. For future reference, okay. when you're wanting to interview members, okay. you It is kind of a joke, actually. It is. He didn't get in anybody's way. That's a public street he's on. You know, if, the, uh, if Dan Crenshaw doesn't want to encounter people, you know what they have for him? And for Swalwell, they have a special little choo-choo train. No kidding. Right underground. A special little train. If they don't want to mingle with us, the masses, they can get on their ultra-deluxe choo-choo train 
under the uh, Capitol and take that. But that's a public street, and you're allowed to sound off and yell and do whatever the hell you want. And this is still America. You got that, uh, Missy, whatever her name was, Capitol Hill cop somebody? I've had it with those Capitol Hill cops, by the way. Unbelievable. Tried to secure the Capitol on January 6th with a bicycle rack. With a bicycle rack. Barbara, hello. Yes, hello, Greg. As I'm listening to your show today, I'm at the same time working on a book that I'm compiling of quotes from our founders. And this is one of the reasons that I appreciate your show so much. As you talk about issues, whether you realize it or not, you're constantly relating them to principles from our founders or principles from within the Bible. And so today, when you were talking at the beginning of the show about our country rotting from within, I think I'm not sure if you're more Samuel Adams today or if you're more Reverend Langdon, but Samuel Adams said, If our country becomes universally ignorant, which we are because of our media and the the poor teaching in our schools, if our country becomes universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, which means giving up your morals and your civic standards, he said the citizens will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. And Samuel Adams said that in 1775, and you said it today. Wow, and they didn't have Instagram in 1775, and he was worried about that. Uh, Well, that's fantastic. Who knew? Me and Sam Adams on the same wavelength. I'm going to look that up. You said he said it in 1775. Where was he? Do you know? All I know is Samuel Adams, November 4th, 1775. I love it. It's easy to find the quotes just by knowing that much. And Samuel Langdon in 1788 said, when you were looking today at where does this money go? And then you're like, let me follow where it goes. Reverend Langdon said that not men openly immoral become your legislators for how can you expect men to make good laws who have no fear of God. If the legislature is corrupt, you will soon have bad men for counselors, corrupt judges, unqualified justices, and officers in every department who will dishonor their stations. All right, hold on a second. This is good stuff. Now, I, I, I know Sam Adams. That was November 4th, 1775. What about uh, Langdon? I never heard of him. Who is he? And Reverend, wh- Reverend Samuel Langdon in 1788. He was one of the founders. He was involved with the writing of the Constitution, etc. I got this information and more from a book called Rosary for America. And also I have in front of me a book called The Founder's Speech to a Nation in Crisis, And another book, The Elementary Catechism on the Constitution of the United States, which was published in 1828. I'm writing it all down. I love this. Uh, The Catechism in, when was it written? 18 what? 1828. Wow. Wow. Some good stuff there. Okay. uh, Samuel Langdon and Samuel Adams, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. You may uh, hear echoes of this uh, a little bit later. I love it. I love it, Barbara. Thank you very much. And thank you all for supporting WABC and Newsmax. I'll keep you up to date uh, over the weekend at Greg Kelly USA. Uh, Barbara, to the rest, thank you all. I'll see you soon. All the best. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh. 
the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.